Good morning and welcome to the program, MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm here with you, your host, Ron Young, and it is a pleasure to be in your car, on your radio, wherever you may be listening this Saturday morning. Hey, it's Easter weekend. How, how can we not be excited for, for what's to come? I'm sure that if you're, if you're somewhere today or maybe tomorrow, you're going to be celebrating with family and friends. I just ask everybody, celebrate safely. Have a great, happy Easter. And, of course, it's a bit of a long weekend, right? You maybe get the Friday and the Monday off. Uh, maybe you get both, maybe you get uh, just one, but what a great weekend, and it looks like we're going to have a little bit of rain, but you know what they say, April showers bring those May flowers, so maybe maybe you want to get gardening this weekend, I'm not sure, but hey, it's the MedPoint Health Half Hour. On this show, we talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, and I'm happy to bring you another great episode today. Uh, a couple of different things that are happening at MedPoint. We just launched a new program. It's a kickstart program. It's, it's a great low price point. It comes with four personal training sessions. It comes with unlimited fitness uh, group sessions for one month, and it comes with dietitian sessions. So there is a writable, uh, writable, a write-offable benefit there. Is that the right word? I'm not even sure. You can write off a portion of the program from your benefits if you have dietitian coverage. So it's only $350. You can check out all of our services. We were getting feedback that, you know what? Sometimes the services are, are a bit too much up front. Look, I get it. Uh, you know, I, 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 we, we made this program. We made it appealing. So I'm hoping that the launch will be good. You can go on our website, medpoint.ca, or you can visit medpointfitness.ca. We're launching that across all the gyms, City Plaza, West Five, uh, that's the Sifton Center, and Tilsonburg, Ontario, on Broadway Street, which is great. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to chat about on the show today was this idea of tracking your health. And I know a lot of people do it. A lot of people use many different tracking devices in order to get statistics on themselves. Myself, I have a Gear S2 watch. It's a little bit out of date, but it still works great. And I can enter any meals. I can enter in my cups of water. I can enter in coffee consumption. It takes my steps. It knows when I'm doing a workout. It's very good. And I know that a lot of people find uh, Fitbits useful. Perhaps you're a Garmin person. You want to track distances and whatnot. There's all sorts of apps and technology out there to support uh, you being a healthier you. So what I wanted to focus on today was a couple of these and, and some of the, the benefits and drawbacks because there was actually an article come out and it's from the insurance. Well, it's, it's, it's stating that insurance companies may start to accept these methods of uh, tracking and give you a bit of a benefit towards your life insurance or perhaps uh, something like that. Uh, I don't know how much it would be. It might just be a very small bonus, but it's kind of an interesting concept because really those people who are going above and beyond the extra mile to ensure that their health is optimal, to ensure that their cardiovascular system is working properly, to ensure their muscles and bones stay strong, obviously will have more in their favor to live a long, uh, great quality of life, um, you know, while they're on this earth. So it, it is really cool concept. I do agree with that in, in principle. I think that people who work hard uh, towards their health goals should be, be should be benefiting in some way because, look, I'm likely paying the same insurance premiums as somebody who's, you know, 10 years older than me and smokes cigarettes and what have you. So 
it, it is a it is an interesting marker to now consider. Okay, this person got in this many steps per day. This person got in uh, this many kilometers of a run. Or, you know, this target heart rate was at these certain levels, which is a very interesting concept because we've actually just started to introduce some of this into our gyms uh, as of late. But um, what I want to focus on there is, you know, is this a viable option? Is it something that can be implemented? And, and what are the benefits and drawbacks? Of course, we know that the Fitbits and all those other device trackers of the world all have their little flaws, right? So, of course, you can walk a kilometer, have have 10 different trackers on your arm uh, and they all may say something differently, right? Or what have you, uh, that maybe you give your tracking device to a friend over the weekend and say, hey, I'm out of town in business meetings. Can you run a few laps for me since you're going to do it anyway? Uh, maybe you have a very active friend you want to bestow it upon. Uh, but you know what? That could, there could be ways to cheat that system, which isn't good either. So is the integrity sound? Is it, is it something that, uh, really can come into effect in, in a way where people can benefit? And that's really what's up for debate right now, uh, as they start to look at it. The other side of things is the privacy concerns, because as soon as you have a PHI, which is a personal health information, and you attach it with an, an indicator, such as a, a name or uh, something like that, uh, all of a sudden now privacy concerns are in place. Is the data residency within Canada? Uh, is it in America? Do we know where it, it's being kept or held? Because you know what? Th- those could be infringements upon your privacy. And I know it's always the disclaimer that you click and you go through to the next window quickly without even thinking or reading it. But those are some things with the healthcare system that you need to make sure that you're looking out for because of the Patriot Act and because of other uh, similar things, uh, you know, just because you log your heart rate and blood pressure and stuff in this app doesn't mean maybe other people could be seeing it, right? Now, the other thing to this is that if we are being more healthy and being rewarded from an insurance standpoint, you know, should we get more kickback from the government perhaps? in regards to keeping us healthy and and not uh, using resources such as a hospital or something like that because we know by by research, by long studies, that people who diet properly, people who exercise properly, have far less sick days, experience better sleep, experience better energy, and, uh, you know, that that takes it away from from being sick and, and the strain on the OHIP system. So... Perhaps uh, there should be more government kickback on taxes for that because if I enroll, uh, I myself am a curling member at the Highland Country Club. Great curling, great club. But uh, you know what? It'd be cool if I could have a percentage of my fees written off at the end of the year to say, okay, he was active you know, a couple nights a week doing this for a couple hours. So there's a lot more involved here. And obviously the government... It always takes time, right? I mean, you can't just snap your fingers and have something into existence, but we have the technology, we know how to use it properly, and why wouldn't we harness something like this to our benefit? So it's something that we're kind of going more into as we continue to uh, see these advances in technology. Now, how long do we have to wait for something like this to be implemented? I'm not sure, but what we're seeing is... You know, we used to, back in the day, if I can say that, 
you know, oh, I wonder what it'll be like 10 years from now, or I wonder what it'll be like 20 years from now. Well, no, 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 no. We don't have to really wait anymore or wonder. It's these technological advances are happening so fast and they're made so readily available on such a wide scale. It's like, I wonder what's coming out next month. You know, is there a new Apple iWatch or is there a, a new tracking device? Uh, perhaps my phone has a new app that uh, is much more uh, integrated into uh, certain areas of, of my life that may or may not affect me. So it's a really cool, uh, in- interesting conversation to have, of course. Uh, I know that there are people who have long-term disease or, or fighting illness right now. And they might say, well, Ron, like I'm already paying enough in my insurance. Look, I totally get that. And uh, some, sometimes there's just not a situation that you can, you know, like diabetes or something like that, where, look, you have a precondition. And in rolling in a, in a benefits plan or into a uh, life insurance plan, it's already going to be costly. So if you could prove, though, you're diabetic and you exercise more, then maybe they can decrease those premiums, right? So it, there, there is a lot to it, I know, and it's not just a one-dimensional thing. It could affect a lot of people, but it's a really interesting article. I just want to see, I'm going to pull it up here for one second. I want to give credit where credit is due because I know that it's very important. And if, if you're, uh, if you're sitting at home right now and and you want to kind of dig into this a little bit more, uh, the resource is at, um, it's on theverge.com and it's, uh, the John Hancock life insurance. So the fitness tracker wearables, uh, if you go on there and search on theverge.com, I'm sure you'd be able to find that article and see uh, some of the arguments that support it and some that uh, maybe uh, kibosh it. So anyways, uh, that was a, a great topic to start out with. I think it gets a lot of people thinking. When I come back from commercial, though, what I want to really focus on is, is a nutritional side of things because I feel like a lot of people are, um, you know, tricked by marketing uh, ploys for products within grocery stores. So I want to clear the air of that a little bit. I want to give a couple examples of food labels and I want to help you make more informed decisions. Okay. So stay where you are. Uh, stay tuned into the channel. We're going to have more on the MedPoint Health Half Hour right after a word from our sponsors on 980 CFPL. Hey, I want to welcome everybody back to the program. Saturday mornings, I'm here talking health, fitness, nutrition, everything that keeps your body moving. And what better time to do it as spring comes alive. Yeah, we're seeing a little bit of rain this weekend, I know, but it will turn into better weather soon, which we are all excited about. Now, listen, I opened up the show talking a little bit about some of the new programs. So I want you to go to medpoint.ca or medpointfitness.ca even and check them out. Look, you, you owe it to yourself. I mean, some of these programs now we have are very good price points. You can uh, write it off on your benefits. Uh, you know, you, you get into our program, sample of a bunch of our services. It's great exposure. Check it out. Go on the website and, uh, and see what it entails for yourself. I also talked a little bit about, uh, wearables, tracking devices, differences. Uh, should they be used towards, uh, insurance, uh, benefits, right? Should we have our, life and our, our exercise and everything tracked so that life insurance companies can say, hey, you've done really well this year. Congratulations. We're going to give you 
I don't know, $50 off of your premium, right? <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. It, it's probably not lucrative because obviously, uh, you know, they would have to quantify it and make sure that everything's fair and integral. And, but it's something that could perhaps be coming down the road, right? And uh, what I wanted to showcase on the second half of the show was a little bit about just proper eating, nutrition, different things like that. So I'm going to start by just saying, look, if you need some nutritional guidance, we have experts, okay? We have a dietitian on site at MedPoint. Most people have benefits for it. If you want to know how, how good or bad you're, you're truly eating, then you owe it to yourself to check that out. She's got a bunch of different packages there uh, of varying uh you know, durations and sessions, you want to, you want to check it out because uh, she can give you some good advice in making healthy, sustainable changes, because that's what we're all about. Making small change over long periods of time that you will be able to keep going forward within your lifestyle. Okay. So here's where I'm at. Look, I know a lot of people get confused about nutrition labeling, about product comparisons and stuff like that. Recently, the government launched the new uh, Canada Food Guide, which I quite frankly think is very, very good. If you haven't seen it, go on the website. Uh, you can type it into Google, Canada Food Guide. The new version will come up. It covers a lot more than what it used to be. It shows you proper portioning. It shows you uh, strategies on eating out, cooking techniques, uh, perhaps uh, different recipes that you may like to try that are healthy. So there is a lot of great content, and I really admire the way that they've uh, kind of refashioned it in order to be more compliant towards our standards for today's living. Look, there's a lot of gray in the grocery stores today, and, and how do we decipher what's good from what's bad? I mean, there's a lot of different product comparisons, but we need to make sure we're knowledgeable on how to read food labels. Uh, to make the comparison. One uh, glaring thing that I see right off the bat, a lot of people look at the food label and think that that's what they're eating uh, when they sit down at the dinner table. And I'm not going to say it's a different product altogether, although we have seen fish be disguised as other fish, so it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. But what I mean by that is people will pour rice onto their plate and they don't portion it out as what is directed on the label. You'll see for most servings of drinks, it says per 250 milliliters. Well, do you have a cup in your cupboard right now that is 250 milliliters exactly? Or do you have cups with reference points to know? So if you're if you're pouring a glass of milk into a cup and, uh, you know, let's say the nutrient breakdown on that is per 200 milliliters and it's, you know, 120 calories or something like that. Well, what's saying you're not over pouring or over consuming because now all of a sudden that 110 or 20 calories now becomes a double cup and you might not even have sus suspected it. So that's one area that people are slipping up. Please be Pay more attention when you're in the grocery store or in, or in your house so that you can see exactly what they're calling a portion because a portion might be different from product to product and the food label printed on it is per the portion uh, that they want you to see. So, you know, typically we see it on um, cans of Coke and stuff like that. Like usually that's a true portion. It is on the product what it is in the can. So, but there is a lot of areas where I think that they're falling short and they, they portion it or underestimate it. So people are consuming it. They think that they're getting one thing, but they're actually over consuming. Another thing is marketing and strategies of, uh, you know, these food products, these food manufacturers, because 
they're trying to sell you a product. You know, they want you to obviously buy their product. If it's appealing, if it's got great packaging, if it, uh, you know, is located at a certain area of the supermarket or the store, maybe it's featured, maybe it's a percentage off. There's all these types of strategies that will get you to buy their product. I'm not saying don't buy their product. What I'm saying is there is strategy behind it and they want you to continually buy their product. Now, what happens if a product isn't that great for you? Uh, well, sometimes they market it in a different way. They make it more appealing. So they use words like no fat, uh, even though it's completely loaded with sugar. So there's right there a, a huge thing. You're buying something, you're like, oh, licorice, no fat. Oh, that's great now. Uh, of course, it, it must be better for me now that they've clearly said no fat. Well, guess what? There's no fat in it to begin with. And they're just tricking you in those ways. So it's it's like you need to make sure that you're very careful. Again, another uh, buzzword is GMO. So, and there's been a lot of regulation lately to say GMO foods should be labeled more carefully. And I do agree with that. Um, GMOs came into existence about 25 years ago. They were approved for sale. And of course, a lot of the foods that we eat today are genetically modified organisms. So, it, it's it's cool to see us kind of perfecting uh, a food that might not have survived or that was you know lacking nutrients in uh, before. Uh, organic versus non-organic. I mean, they've shown that the nutrient breakdown of non-organic foods is is very similar to the organic foods. It's just the organic foods may not have that trace of certain, uh, you know what on it, like pesticides or something like that. But as long as the fruits are thoroughly washed, I mean, there's nothing really highly evident to suggest that that food is better than uh, the organic food. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a toss up in that regard. Do I say to people shop organic? Yeah, if you want to. Um, do I tell people they should go non-organic? Nah. If if you're non-organic, you can eat whatever you want. Like like, continue to eat non-organically. It's not a huge difference within the diet, but the marketing scheme is that that you know they want you to buy their food. So just be cautious because what's what's on the packaging, and then a comparison of what's on the label is often very misleading. Point in case, I'll, I'll bring up this example because I found this very interesting. I was in the um, in the aisle with all the sauces, okay, and I, and I was kind of doing a comparison because that's actually one area that a lot of people fall short when they're using sauces. They actually like pour a lot on, you know, you get the, the ketchup bomb, you know, you squeeze it out, and uh, <laughs> they put a lot on their plate. Well, what is ketchup? It's just loaded sugar, like tomato paste, right? Like. It's crazy to think, and and uh, some of the barbecue sauces, like per two tablespoons, were like eighty calories. So we're we're maximizing our intake on just simple additions to a meal. Where if we use spices and stuff, there's, there's really no calories at all within those. So we need to make a shift. We need to make better choices. But for this sake, I actually examined a couple of mayonnaise containers just just to see kind of what what we're up against and and to show you that you know what even though it looks healthier it doesn't always indicate that it is healthier so i grabbed a couple of mayonnaise bottles i'll uh, leave out the uh, manufacturer um, just because i'm not here to throw anybody under the bus i just want to say look be cautious be informed make better choices so we had a uh, canola based mayonnaise and an olive oil based mayonnaise And at first thought, you think, oh, canola oil, corn oil, okay, so that one's probably not good, and 
the olive oil one, obviously we want to and should be cooking with more olive oil because it's just a better oil to cook with and healthier oil. So looking at the nutrition labels, you think right off the bat, if the canola oil one is less healthy, it should have some glaring differences. But as we examine the labels, each one had 100 calories per tablespoon. Each one had 11 grams of fat. Uh, Each one had one gram of saturated fat and three grams of polyunsaturated fat. The omega composition was the same. Uh, of omega-6 and 3. The cholesterol was the same. The sodium was 5 milligrams less on the olive oil. And uh, everything else was exactly the same. Now, they're now putting it into a different container with different coloring and different, uh, uh, you know, words on the on the container. But it's ex- essentially the exact same thing. And guess what? When I get down to the ingredients of the olive oil mayonnaise, it says the first ingredient. And I'm not making this up. Canola and olive oil. If I look over the ingredients of <laughs> the canola. Mayonnaise, it just says canola oil. So they've added a slight amount of olive oil. And then that's the other part. You know, we're being tricked. How much olive oil was actually put into the mayonnaise? Was it, you know, a, a, a drop? Because it could be, and then they could label it olive oil mayonnaise, and you would still buy it. It's the exact same thing. So there is a lot of misleading information out there in the supermarkets. Uh, you know, I was really interested in a lot of the sauces because I feel like it's tipping the scales a little bit when it comes to the caloric intake. But you know what? All this to say, just be careful when you're in there. Be careful when you're putting stuff on your plate at the dinner table, lunch table, breakfast table. It's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a crazy concept to think that you know they're not telling you all the information or it's hidden within the label, so you have to dig it out. And when we're not equipped to do that because the school system doesn't formally teach nutrition or stuff like that, then it can be a very gray area. So I encourage you, you know what, pick up some stuff around your house today, look at the labels and see what you're actually getting out of the food. Um, You need to treat food as fuel. It needs to go into your body and act as gasoline, similar to like a car and an engine, right? So... Fuel yourself with better foods, eat more frequently, eat less amounts, and eat eat whole foods, eat clean foods, you know? It, I know it sounds easy and I'm making it sound easy. It's not. Look, it's a struggle. Make sure you're getting your water intake and whatnot, but portion out your food according to the labels and you will actually see how much you should be having, okay? I got to wrap this up. I got to land this plane, but uh, what I want to do is encourage you all when you're at the supermarket or today at home, Read a label. Check it out. See what you're putting in your body. You owe it to yourself. Look, if you want more information about our nutritional programs at MedPoint, we got a one-day meal plan, a three-day meal plan, a seven-day meal plan. If you just want to say, Ron, I'm at your mercy. Give me all you got here uh, with the food planning. We can do that. If you follow it to a T uh, and we discuss your goals and it's it's all lining up, then you know what? There's no reason why you shouldn't have uh, um, progress. 
Look, we also have very much scientific-based stuff. So if you want to know what your metabolic rate is, if you laid in bed all day today and didn't move, and you're listening to me now, please move. (laughs) But if you're listening to me right now and you want to know how many calories, hey, how many calories would I burn off if I just laid in bed all day? Well, that can sometimes be a good benchmark, a good uh, starting point to say, okay, this is how many calories I need to cater my meal plan around, right? Uh, some people have low metabolism. Some people have high metabolism. We have the bod pod. We know how much body fat you have versus muscle you have. We have the Fit 3D, so it's girth measurements. we got so many cool things, and, and all the performance testing is $50. Uh, so if you wanted to come down, $50 for bod pod, $50 for Fit 3D, $50 for metabolic test. If you bundle them all together, hey, I'll give you a deal on it. Look, if something's that interests you on today's show today, uh, go to the website, go to medpoint.ca, drop us a line, contact form. I would love to give you a tour of our facilities. It's a great place to be healthy, to become healthy, to inspire others to be healthy, and you want to be a, be a part of it, okay? Uh, that's all the time I do have for today, so I thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in wherever you may be. If you have feedback for me and you want to write, it's ron at medpoint.ca. I would love to hear from you, and uh, that's that's all I got. This is this has been the MedPoint Health Half Hour, nine eighty CFPL.